This is Science Friday. I'm Sophie Bushwick. Fire of Love tells the story of French volcanologists Katya and Maurice Kraft. The married couple spent two decades chasing volcanic eruptions across the world. Katya was a geochemist and Maurice a geologist. Together, they studied the science of volcanoes and produced films showcasing their power. That is, until their deaths in 1991, when they were killed by the very thing they loved so much. They will leave behind hundreds of hours of footage, thousands of photos and a million questions. Alone, they could only dream of volcanoes. Together, they can reach them. The love story between Maurice and Katya and the volcanoes they documented is at the heart of the new documentary, Fire of Love. Joining me now is the film's director, Sarah Dosa. Sarah, welcome to Science Friday. Thanks so much, Sophie. It's great to be here. What initially drew you to the story of Katya and Maurice Kraft? Uh, So I I first met Katya and Maurice Kraft actually when I was researching images for the last film I directed, a film called The Seer and the Unseen. That film was shot entirely in Iceland, which uh, is actually a a volcanic island. Um, And we were looking for old images of erupting volcanoes in Iceland uh, for one specific scene. Once you start researching erupting volcanoes, archives, Iceland, you learn about Katya and Maurice Kraft. My team and I, we were immediately struck by just these spectacular images, but it was really once we started to learn about them, you know, as individuals, these philosophical and playful, hilarious and and brilliant scientists, but also as a couple, the fact that they were married. So we really thought that there could be a unique story here. And the film is a love triangle between Katya, Maurice and volcanoes, but this is Science Friday. So (laughs) how did you decide how much science you were going to put into the story? So we really see Fire of Love as a collage, uh, both in terms of the archival material that we use to edit it together, um, but it's also a collage film thematically. We really wanted the film to be a love story, a science story, a character portrait, um, and also a kind of Sagan-esque meditation on humanity's place. But it was very difficult to, to do all of those things without the film becoming, you know, volcano movie soup. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really realized that a science story and a love story and a character story can all kind of cohere through the lens of seeking understanding amid the unknown, pursuing understanding of these mysteries, you know, the, the grand mystery that are these powerful forces of, of volcanoes, as well as the mystery of the human heart. Katya and Maurice are after the strange alchemy of elements, the combination of mineral, heat, gas, and time that incites an eruption. What is it, they ask, that makes the Earth's heart beat, its blood flow? They study, examine, and question. Katja and Maurice begin to learn the secrets of the planet that few others know. Understanding is love's other name. There are so many mesmerizing shots of volcanoes in the film. We see lava eruptions, rivers of lava, these bubbling close-ups. You went through over 200 hours of footage from the craft's archive and then 
50 additional hours of TV interviews and appearances. How did you decide which of these images to use for the film? Yeah, well, first, I had a phenomenal team. We kind of very much tackled this together. Um, it was so challenging to, to whittle down all of this footage into 93 minutes. Uh, but we really used kind of the prism of a love story to guide us first and foremost. There was no footage of Katya and Marie's kissing or holding hands or any shots of uh, their romantic life together. Uh, they were so focused on filming volcanoes that that kind of intimate personal life, it, just, it did not show up in, in their visual record. Um, but we very much realized that images of volcanoes was actually their love language. Mm-hmm. And so to tell a love story using their own footage, we started to kind of look for um, how that could kind of show up in, in their imagery itself. For example, at the beginning of their relationship, we used images of, you know, kind of bubbling lava and sparks flying, things that can kind of help to communicate the early, exciting, catalytic phase of a relationship. Then as the love story kind of bloomed and, and blossomed, we, uh, you know, get more explosive, um, more dreamy with our imagery. Of course, there's twists and turns and, and conflicts and, and darkness that comes also um, in the process of, of falling in love and, and really understanding your, your lover, be it a, a human or uh, your love being a, a volcano. Mm-hmm. In an interview included in the film, a, a young Maurice rejects classification systems. But eventually he does go on to, to talk about two different types of volcanoes, um, red volcanoes and gray volcanoes. So what's the difference between these? And how did these two types of volcanoes shape the trajectory of Katya and Maurice's careers? Yeah, I always love that about Katya and Maurice, that they very much rejected labels and really did seek to understand, um, in their words, kind of the personalities and the moods, the individual characteristics of volcanoes. Um, But yeah, loosely red and gray, otherwise known as effusive or explosive volcanoes, came to kind of characterize these two loose categories of volcanoes that they studied. Very briefly, kind of effusive or red volcanoes are the iconic magmatic volcanoes of the beautiful orange lava flows that, that come down and cascade like waterfalls from oftentimes cones or, or shield volcanoes. So gray volcanoes or explosive volcanoes um, are also known as killer volcanoes because they're known to be some of the most powerful and deadly forces on the planet. Mount St. Helens, for example, is, is an explosive volcano. And in 1980, during that eruption, it was thought to be about 25,000 times the energy release um, of that of the, the bomb dropped on Hiroshima in 1945. So it's really an extraordinary power. Um, for Katya and Maurice, they began their career just totally in love uh, with all volcanoes, but particularly enchanted by red volcanoes. First and foremost, you know, they really thought red volcanoes create new land. And that was something that was so enchanting to them, mm-hmm. uh, to really see life come forth from, from this spectacle. Um, However, over the course of their life, they sought deeper and deeper understanding. They wanted to go towards the unknown and towards the danger. Um, They were driven kind of by the thrill of it. uh, But also, um, there was a real need to study this beguiling, awesome force. Um, In 1985, the Nevado del Ruiz volcano in Colombia erupted and very tragically killed 
over 22,000 people. Um, some reports have it as 25,000 people died um, in that eruption. And that was because even though this volcano was predicted to erupt, warning systems were not properly implemented and evacuations did not take place. I believe Katia and Maurice actually contributed to the report that warned authorities that they had to do it, a, a report that was ignored. Yes, yeah, Katia and Maurice were very much part of a chorus of scientists that were calling for these warning systems to be implemented. Um, however, they really uh, were not um, taken seriously, uh, largely due to political economic complexity in Colombia at the time. That really echoes um, what we've seen today with a lot of big issues, you know, climate change, the COVID pandemic. Scientists warn that there's a big problem, uh, but governments fail to act. Do you see a parallel there? Absolutely. That was something our team really thought a lot about as we were making Fire of Love. Um, The fact that all these scientists um, and also people who lived in relationship with the volcano, um, aside from volcanologists, people who really had lived experience and a relationship with the land, their voices were were very much ignored um, because largely economic interests were taking priority. And that's something we're absolutely seeing right now with our climate crisis. We really hoped that that uh, that storyline could resonate in today's world, even though we're telling this this story um, 30 years ago. I mean, one of the reasons that Katya and Maurice were focusing on on film was that they hoped to use that to communicate some of the risks about volcanoes that were ignored in um, in 1985. Uh, do you, do you think that there's value to science communication today? Uh, to to the use of film or to other techniques uh, to communicate clearly where just a a written report wouldn't work? Yeah, absolutely. That that was something Katya and Maurice really gravitated towards, especially towards the end of their career. Uh, They really noticed how people responded to the power of their imagery. And specifically Katya and Maurice's imagery, you know, they were willing to get so close to this totally dangerous phenomenon to capture their imagery. They really thought that if, if they could kind of create these portraits um, of these dangerous forces, that would move you know, decision makers, politicians, and help inspire them to create warning systems and, and various evacuation plans uh, to save lives. I, I think that there's a long history of the power of imagery in terms of environmental movements. For example, uh, the image of Earthrise is really is always credited as, as a meaningful one that kind of showed um, in 1968 this powerful image of Earth from space, um, really helping to galvanize this idea of this shared home. The, the power, the, the sentience and, and the aliveness of our planet at a time when we, we really need um, stories like that. And and now there are drones that can get really close to <laughs> volcanoes, but uh, that doesn't really have the, the intimacy or the danger of standing so close the way the crafts did. So do you think that their work was a moment in history that can never be replicated? Yeah, it's fascinating. I, I do feel like Katya and Maurice occupy this sliver of time um, between never done before and will never be done again in the same way. Um, Katya and Maurice are very much some of the first people to document volcanoes at that close range. Um, uh, and specifically with, with the kind of technology that they use, they were using 16 millimeter cameras mostly, uh, which is extremely cumbersome, <laughs> difficult equipment. But you're right, you you get up, you can get up up close Um And for Katya and Maurice, too, that was part of the appeal, was that proximity, was literally feeling that heat. Um, 
It's funny, one of Maurice's friends has said that he thinks that Maurice would absolutely adore drones if he were around <laughs> today. And I could totally see him being, you know, a quote unquote gearhead. Um, but at the same time, I, I have to believe that they would still continue to go up to erupting craters if they were still with us today. Um, but drone technology has contributed volumes to the study of, of volcanoes and, and geoscience in general. Um, but it has completely kind of changed the relationship and, and um, the scope and, of course, the imagery captured. So, um, yeah, I'll just say they, they were pioneers. And, and I feel like their work is almost kind of a time capsule of that moment. And that's all the time we have. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Sophie. It was such a joy to, to speak with you. Sarah Dosa is the director of the documentary film Fire of Love. It's currently in theaters nationwide, and it will be streaming on Disney Plus later this year.